0: Hello, and welcome to the Strides Forward podcast. Before we get started today, I wanted to introduce you to another podcast that I think you'll really love. I am a big fan. The podcast is Hear Her Sports, hosted by Elizabeth Emery. Hear Her Sports features long-form, intimate profiles of female athletes and other women in the sports space who are breaking boundaries, speaking up, and living with power and confidence. Elizabeth introduces us to strong women who have become successful in their sport and far beyond. Over the years, Hear Her Sports has highlighted Olympians, world champions, collegiate stars, rising champions, and women who have made sports their life through coaching, reporting, leading, advocating, building, healing, and organizing. Some of the reasons I love Hear Her Sports so much is, first up, Elizabeth is a great interviewer, and her variety of guests is incredible. She really knows how to bring us into the passion that these women have for whatever they're pursuing, whether it be open water swimming, designing boats for the America's Cup, ice hockey, triathlon, or even being a researcher like Cheryl Cookie. And I really encourage you to go listen to that episode. Through Hear Her Sports, I have become a fan of so many sports and so many women who I didn't know anything about or didn't know much about. These interviews are interesting and insightful, and, well, I just really encourage you to go have a listen. New shows drop every other week on Thursdays. You can learn more at hearhersports.com, and, of course, you can listen on all your favorite apps, and you can follow on social – at Hear Her Sports. They're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All right, now on to the episode. Whoops, that. Strides forward, forward, forward. Hello, and welcome to Strides Forward, where we share stories of women marathon and ultra marathon runners. I'm Cherie Louise Turner, a 51 year old runner and also the host and creator of Strides Forward. Each episode, we tell the story of one runner and focus on one topic. This episode is part of our series, Running in a Woman's Body. And we're telling stories around red S, pregnancy, and also the topic of menopause, which is the focus of this episode. We started this series with a story about Sophie Spidel and her menopause journey. And while we're returning to the same topic you're about to hear a very different story. Because while all menstruating people will experience this radical hormone shift somewhere roughly around their 50s, no two experiences are the same. But what is the same for me in both these cases is that I've come away with an increasingly brighter outlook on aging and a better understanding of how to navigate menopause, which is something I'm doing right now. So, let's get to it. This episode, we're featuring Barbara Hannah grufferman who grew up in Brooklyn, New York, and calls Manhattan home. Today, Barbara is a runner, an author, speaker, running bone health and better aging advocate, and generally a radiantly upbeat human being. To describe Barbara in a word, I'd pick vibrant. Go back 15 years, however, when Barbara had just gone through menopause and was approaching her 50th birthday, and her outlook on life was a whole lot different.
1: I I really was at my lowest. And, you know, and I'm not, you know, feeling low is just not my natural way. I'm one of those people that truly wakes up happy and it's only takes something that's going on to make me unhappy. However, I was at my lowest point at that time. Because I just really felt, I believed with every fiber in my being that this is how it's now going to be. This is it. This is it. How I feel, how I look, um, how I'm feeling about myself, how, how I'm feeling about my future. Like That's it. This is, what, this is what turning 50 is. And this is what aging is. Because I saw no other way.
0: Seeing no other way led Barbara down a very unpleasant spiral.
1: I felt I had no control.
0: It's an awful place to be feeling like you have no ability to change the bad situation you're in. One thing Barbara knew is what had worked in the past wasn't working anymore. I was
1: feeling not so good about myself, and I was starting to put on those postmenopausal pounds, which can happen. And I didn't know quite what to do, and I hadn't been doing really all of the good things
0: for myself that we should be doing. Barbara had spent a lifetime looking out for the people around her. Her priority, as she recounts, was being the caregiver. And after working her job, which required a lot of travel, being a mom, wife, friend, and active community member, there just wasn't much left for her. So taking care of her own well-being wasn't a skill she'd developed very well. I was
1: like lost on this and, you know, eating well, I was feeding everybody else. I'm like not eating well, not eating regularly. I, 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 I was eating too much fast food. I saw that, especially when I was traveling and then sleep, sleep was just like, no, by the time I got everybody settled, that I had more
0: business to take care of at night, it was just a mess. Barbara was feeling like a mess In every conceivable way.
1: I physically just did not feel good. I really did feel lumpy and frumpy. I was starting to feel, I always felt like I was, you know, like a nice looking woman. Like, I guess, you know, fairly attractive. Like I felt usually my whole life fairly okay about how I looked and the like. Like that wasn't a big focal point of mine. And then I started to feel, no. I just like I'm starting to look, I don't know, old, you know, it was that word, old, but not in a good way, you know, not in a good way, in a way that was like frumpy, maybe. And I just felt this is like it's not good. So that was number one, but it wasn't the most important thing, you know how I looked. that always to me was secondary. It was really how i how I felt, but also. Let's not forget, when you go through menopause, you do have mood swings. You, do, you can feel depressed. You can feel like a lower than you usually do, no matter what your real nature is. As I mentioned, my nature is really very optimistic and upbeat. It, estrogen does play that kind of havoc, wreak that habit, havoc with, with you on so many levels. Not just you know physically in your body, but your, but in your mind, and so that's that's important. So it, it was a reality. This was not just because I was feeling like ugh, umpy and frumpy and grumpy, but it's also because I was going through menopause and it was wreaking havoc with, with my with my brain. So I felt very alone. Of course, when we we're going through something like this, what we so it's only happening to me.
0: Yeah, so Barbara felt alone, like a mess, and she was feeling, as she calls it, the umpies, frumpy, lumpy, and grumpy. And that's where she was at just before her 50th birthday, at a festive event with her family and friends near her home in Manhattan. I happen to live up at exactly mile 17
1: and a half of the New York City Marathon. Now... We always know people who are running in the New York City Marathon. That year happened to have been a teacher of one of my daughters. I have two daughters, and both now in their 20s. And uh, they were much younger then, of course. And we were holding up a sign for this teacher, go, Miss Smith, go. And my youngest daughter, she turned to me very loudly and said, Mom,
0: I want to hold up a sign that says, go, Mom, go. To make it abundantly clear, Barbara was not a runner. She didn't even really exercise. But in that moment, everything shifted.
1: My husband looked at me. My neighbors looked at me. My other daughter looked at me. They were all kind of like, so what will you do with that? And I said to her, I don't know when and I don't know how, but okay, I'm going to do it.
0: Despite generally feeling low and out of control and having no experience as a runner or an athlete, Barbara committed in that very moment to the huge challenge her daughter had very unwittingly just thrown down. Barbara let some notion overcome her, let's say it was her intuition or gut instinct and the words... Okay, I'm gonna do it. We're out before she had time to think too much about the fact that she had no idea how she was going to run a marathon. But sometimes the world steps in to help.
1: The very next day in the Wall Street Journal, it was a Monday, there was an article, an interview with Jeff Galloway, and he started the Run Walk Run program many, many years ago. He's now in his 70s, a former Olympian, and The article was about how he believes that everybody, if you can walk, you can run. And it's just a matter, that's when it becomes mental. It just is a matter of knowing that you can achieve this and to just get out there and get started and get started by walking. So l- literally that day, I bought my very first pair of running shoes I had never run before. I always like to say the last time I ran before then was running after the Good Humor ice cream truck when I was growing up in Brooklyn. <laughs> you know, running was just not something I did.
0: So, right, there was this reality that this wasn't something Barbara did. So
1: g- getting started, well, I had a number of people say to me, not surprisingly, "Oh no, you can't start running. No, what? What are you crazy? You, you've never run. You're, you're over fifty. You're gonna, you're gonna kill yourself. You're gonna get arthritis. You're gonna hurt yourself. Blah blah blah." So I got a lot of that, which doesn't help because it starts to put little seeds of doubt in your mind.
0: Seeds of doubt were being planted by the people Barbara knew and she had been absorbing the discouraging messaging about aging that women are fed for most of the rest of the world, too.
1: There were other things going on, too, that are very external, uh, meaning when you look around and you see, and things are better now, by the way, 14 years ago, I have to tell you. It hasn't been a sea change, but there have been changes. But it's how society looks at at women who are aging. I mean, in, in movies and in life and in photos and in ads, commercials, magazines, Um, you know, it's, they're unsexy and uh, invisible. All those words that we hear. I mean, this is a reality too. It's not just physically what's happening
0: to us, While these very overt and very unhelpful messages were getting through, there was one important part of Barbara's aging journey that she quite literally stumbled on by accident, not long after that fateful day when she committed to somehow, someday, run the New York City Marathon.
1: At that same time, it could have been a week or two later, I'd have to think back really, but I was taking my dog for a walk. And tripped on my own two feet, you know, really nothing. I looked back, was there a crack and nothing, just tripped. And felt not very far and not very hard, but broke my arm. So went to the ER, you know, the urgent care place, and uh, diagnosed, broken arm, okay, wrapped it up, blah, blah,
0: blah. It was all wrapped up, or so Barbara thought. That fact that she didn't fall very hard but ended up with a broken bone was a big warning sign that came close to being overlooked. And here I'm just going to step out to say I see a bigger issue at play. Women get a lot of negative messaging about aging and to do all we can to deny that it's actually happening. And what's getting drowned out are the important messages about how to actually age healthy and well. Like what it means when you break a bone so easily in your 50s. The fact that none of the people involved in Barbara's treatment clued into what this meant is frustrating as well. It was just a broken bone, so everyone thought, and it healed. I kind of let
1: it go, but life went on, and maybe a few months later, I went for my annual physical, and my wonderful doctor. Did say what when I told him what happened? What do you mean you broke your arm? You shouldn't have broken. Why would you? That's crazy. I'm sending you for your first bone density test. I never would have thought. Let me go get a bone density test. We don't think about that because no one is telling us that. But when you are postmenopausal, around if you're 50 and break an arm and you're postmenopausal, you must get a bone density test because something's not right with your bones. Well, sure enough, it showed. I didn't have, thank God, osteoporosis, but it was um,
0: something called osteopenia, low bone density. Barbara's jarring diagnosis served to strengthen her resolve to improve her health. And now she had a particular interest in bone health. And at the core of that journey was her commitment to fulfilling this marathon promise she'd made to her youngest daughter. She had those new pair of running shoes and the If You Can Walk, You Can Run wisdom of Jeff Galloway, which she'd learned in the Wall Street Journal article. But that was about it. So she decided the best next step was to learn more about Galloway's approach.
1: I thought, okay, let me try his program. I bought his book. I started the program, started walking, and then little by little added in running more walking more running my running got longer than my walks my my the length of time i was out there doing both got longer and before i knew it i was running i was a runner and then i found that when i started running that my whole relationship with my body and with eating and nutrition and how I feel about myself changed. Now, not overnight, of course,
0: because nothing happens overnight. The progress happened literally step by step over time. And Barbara continually kept her eye on the prize. I was a runner. And
1: then I signed up for the New York City Marathon. And it was really just like a a, almost two years. It wasn't the next one, but it was two after that that I ran my first New York City Marathon.
0: Barbara had fulfilled her promise, and she'd met her goal of running the New York City Marathon. But that event, which happened over a decade ago now, would turn out to be just the beginning
1: it wasn't like okay let me let me run this let me train for this marathon okay been there done that did it check it off my list i'm over it's over no 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 i became a regular runner that is my form of moving my body that is my pref my my preferred form of moving my body and i found that as i became more serious about running and started to want to do more races you know big and small that I started to, one dot connected to
0: the next. The next dot that connected was eating. Because before Barbara started running, her ideas around eating looked a lot different than they do now. I had gone through menopause. So I was putting on some pounds. And
1: and so, yeah, so like dieting, you know, what? oh, what's the latest diet, the South Beach diet, the Atkins diet. I was trying all of them.
0: But over time, Barbara began to see food in a new context.
1: Oh, I started to research, well, wh- how, how should I be eating? Wh- what are the best foods for me now? And, uh, and so I started to eat better. Another result of all of this then was, I, well, I became a stronger runner because I changed my, how I was eating and my nutrition. I no longer needed to think about my weight. It just was a non-thing to think about. My, I do not weigh myself. I know if like I'm a little off, it's because maybe, you know, I was, I don't know, I was sick for a week and couldn't run or although things don't change that much. I feel like I never have to even think about it because I eat well for, you know, for my age and, and, um, you know, what my goals are for myself. And, and I move my body so
0: much that it's just no longer an issue for me. Barbara's shift in her relationship with food is something that really stands out for me and that I think about a lot. It doesn't necessarily follow that just because you start moving more, you'll start eating better, or really, for that matter, that you'll never be concerned about your weight. I get that. But back to the eating part, I've been an athlete my entire life, and it's only been in the last few years that I feel like I've truly developed this sort of healthy relationship with food. Understanding the connection between my body's well being and how I nourish it. But like Barbara, I am so much better for it, and it only makes me want to continue to listen to my body more and fuel it with what makes it feel and perform best. For Barbara, eating better wasn't the only part of life that improved because of running.
1: Another dot that was connected to all of this was like so many women who go through menopause, sleep was becoming a really big issue for me. And this is very, very common. You know, our sleep is disrupted several times a night. Of course, a lot of times it's because we're having those sweaty nights and that is really very common. But even after that symptom, you know, it's no longer an issue. We just find sleep is difficult. And I find that the more I move, the better I sleep. And that's something else, too. That's been a real benefit for me.
0: Over the past 15 years, Barbara has developed a better relationship with her body through running. This led her to healthier eating and better sleeping. She's also added strength training to the mix and started working with an online coaching program aimed at menopausal runners. All of these many changes in Barbara's life have also shifted how she views herself. Like I still kind of can't believe I go out and
1: run because I, I never viewed myself in that way. It's really interesting. It's a. It's a. It's like how you view yourself. And then what the reality is. And um, sometimes it's very hard for me to accept the fact that I'm a runner because I do take the walk breaks. I have to say, um, not as many as I used to, you know, be, because I've become a stronger runner over the years and with proper strength training, you know, bone health is incredibly important. Um, another motivator for me. But sometimes I, I just say, well, gee, am I really a runner? I mean, yes, I am. Yes,
0: I am a runner. Barbara is most definitely a runner, as well as an advocate and living example for healthy, vibrant aging. She does her advocacy work through speaking, outreach, and writing, which now includes two books. And in the process of her journey, she's picked up a tip or two that she's incorporated into her own life, like a little advice she got from one of the biggest names in fashion.
1: And um, when I interviewed Diane von Furstenberg for my first book, she said to me something I will never forget and share whenever I can. She goes, oh, I love my, you know, she has grandkids too. I love my grandkids so much. They're so spoiled. I love my kids. I love my husband so, so, so much. They are like the focus of my life. She goes, but I have to tell you, Barbara, I love myself more. That may sound selfish, but it isn't. It's smart because I know that if I don't take care of myself, I won't be there to take care of them the way they should be taken care of. And that's just a fact, too. We can't do everything we want to do and sometimes need to do if we're not taking care of ourselves.
0: Where Barbara used to put everyone else first, she's changed to embrace the importance of taking care of herself. And running has been at the core of her evolution. It's been the catalyst for a lot of change. But while so much of Barbara's journey is about what's now different, it's also very importantly about how she's reestablished some critical parts of herself that she feared she'd lost.
1: I've always viewed myself as somebody who had grit. So this is also important. I I like I started to lose my grit when I was at that low point and that really really bothered me. I felt that I must have peaked in my grit. And uh, now it's going to start to go downhill. And then I found it again. You know, I found
0: my grit again uh, when I started running. Grit. The ability to dig deep when faced with a prolonged challenge. It's a quality you feel in your gut. At least I do. The idea of going after something difficult and knowing that when the chips are down, you're going to give it more. You're not going to back away. This internal fire is something aging can really start to chip away at. And for women, aging is definitely marked by menopause with its wild hormone fluctuations that cause chaoses large and small to your body, mind, emotions, and general outlook on life which can linger long after those hormones level out. It is tough, and it's uncertain. And like Barbara was lamenting 15 years ago as she approached her 50th birthday, all of this upheaval, weaved together with the generally crappy way that we're taught to think about aging, can leave you feeling unenthused about the future and helpless to do anything to change it. It can make you feel, like Barbara did at the beginning of her journey, out of control, unless you find a way to change that.
1: So I found some control with running. That is what, running is my foundation habit. That's my foundation habit. That was the first important habit. From there, better habits were born, if you will. You know, one beget another, the better eating so that I could be a better runner, the strength training so I could be a stronger runner and run up those hills in Center Park, which is where I, you know, I I run when I'm in New York City, you know, where I live. And all of these habits grew out of my foundation habit, which is running. It changed. There's no question about it. Running changed my life.
0: To date, Barbara has run over a dozen marathons and one ultra, the New York City 60 kilometer, which takes place each year in Central Park and used to be called the Knickerbocker race. Barbara ran it a few years ago, too, appropriately enough, commemorate being 60. Her series of small, simple steps over time shifted a glum-looking outlook on aging into a vibrant today. Which is where we conclude our story about Barbara Hannah Grufferman. But of course, Barbara's story continues, and I encourage you to check out everything that she's up to. You'll find it all on her website, barbara and that's hannah with an h at the end there are links to the uplifting work she's doing around aging well including her free newsletter the menopause cheat sheet you can also learn about her two books love your age and the best of everything after 50 and you can follow her on all the regular social media channels facebook instagram twitter youtube and more she's got a lot going on a big thank you to Barbara for being part of Strides Forward. I first encountered Barbara and learned about her story in an online panel discussion called Running Through Menopause, hosted by the Coach Perry team. This is the same organization that created the menopause specific running program that Barbara follows. I loved Barbara's journey and was so excited that she was willing to share it on the podcast. I continue to draw strength and hope from her experiences as I've been going through my own ups and downs with menopause. At times, it really does feel like a storm, and the low points do sneak up and spiral and feel pretty overwhelming. And then I remember that I'm not alone. I have resources, and this is a time of great change— So I continue to remind myself, let's get to navigating. Thank you to Barbara for being a bright light. Because here's the other side of this process that I think about in any gloomy moments. Age comes with the upsides of experience and wisdom and emotional and mental strength. And these qualities are very helpful when you're gritting out long miles which is exactly what I'll be doing mid-May because I just signed up for a 50K in Vermont. And I am super excited. All right. For this episode, please look to the show notes for links to Barbara's work, Strides Forward, and all things Coach Perry. And please stay in touch. What exciting challenges or goals do you have coming up? I would love to hear about them. As always, I'm very thankful to you for listening. We love making these stories, but they are meant to be heard. So you being here is a critical part of the equation. The Strides Forward team includes me, Cherie Turner, your host and producer. Cormac O'Regan creates all of the music and scores the show, and he does it from his studio in Cork, Ireland. April Mariner of Bonfire Collaborative does all the design work, including the website, merch, and the logo. She comes to you from Truckee, California... And you can find April at bonfirecollaborative.com. Strides Forward will be back in a couple weeks with another episode about running in the woman's body. Until then, this is Cherie wishing you many gritty strides forward. that strides forward.